Hi guys, welcome back to this week's episode of Millennial Mirrors. Um, this one is a bit of a weird one for me to edit because we recorded it before quarantine and before COVID, so my energy levels and my headspace was definitely very different back at that time. So this episode is with Chef Khalid. Uh, part one is of course about him and we're talking about kind of his journey from starting a grilled cheese sandwich stall to all the way, you know, studying under world famous chefs to then representing the UAE in Paris and now working um, in the restaurant industry. So it's quite an interesting story to hear about. Um, and from there we go on to talking about how important it is to continue growing as a person in part two. So listen in and I hope you enjoy. Hi, Chef Khalid. Welcome to the podcast. Can I call you Chef Khalid, by the way? Yeah. <laughs> Just checking. I wasn't sure. All right. So we're going to start with the first question we ask uh, everyone, which is to tell us their story. So what's the story of Chef Khalid? I've said this story many times. So it yeah. kind of feels like it's <laughs> rehearsed in a way. You know what I mean? But I'm going to try as much as possible to keep it as candid as I can. So basically, uh, uh, my name is Khalid from Abu Dhabi, 29 years old. I started uh, uh, my career in the culinary industry about four to five years ago. Mm -hmm. uh, I used to be a, a very heavy uh, kid, so I was right. uh, 150 kilograms. And um, in the process of losing my weight, I um, was just uh, trying as much as possible to learn how to make uh, healthy meal plans for mm -hmm. myself. And it involved, obviously, a lot of YouTube and Google back then. Yeah. And uh, since I had, uh, well, since I have a day job, I wasn't able to go into a culinary school. Right. I just really depended mostly on uh, the instructions of Google and YouTube. And, mm -hmm. uh, you know, I've had uh, so many uh, burnt uh, meals and uh, so, <laughs> so many uh, uh, raw meals. But eventually I managed to learn how to operate my way around the kitchen. Well, that's great because, I mean, I tried to learn how to cook and I burned <laughs> meals and I served meals raw. And then within two months I gave up and I was like, you know what? Delivery is here for a reason. <laughs> Delivery for you, if you're hearing this, like sponsor the podcast. Just saying. Anyway, go on. <laughs> so, so I mean, yes, me too, please. Right, so. Deliver who sponsor us. <laughs> so uh, basically, uh, it was a, a very slow and long process, mm -hmm. and it did take a lot of time for me to uh, get uh, the um, the knowledge to be able to work my way around the kitchen. And in the process uh, as well, I uh, thought about investing in a project where I would be able to at least make, uh, you know, uh, something out of the knowledge that I had. Yeah. And I thought, why not start a simple but delicious concept? So I wanted to make uh, grilled cheese sandwiches. So um, it was just something that I thought was uh, uh, missing uh, here in the UAE. And of course, uh, studying abroad uh, in the States, uh, I used to make grilled cheese sandwiches all the time. And it's something that almost every house uh, uh, makes, but yeah. you would never think of taking it to a commercial level. Now, personally, like when you told me the story, I was like, that's genius. First of all, <laughs> if you're out and about and you see a grilled cheese sandwich like stationed, you're going to stop and have a grilled cheese sandwich. Exactly, you know, <laughs> like I mean, you can't help yourself. It, the gooey uh, cheese. Like, yeah, no, good call. So, yeah, I think. so uh, I was, you know, uh, I just thought that I'm just going to keep it simple, but pay attention to the quality of the products yeah. that I was going to serve. So uh, I got uh, some nice sourdough bread, uh, you know, proper cheese, uh, nice butter. And, and I just What did made, your personal uh, trainer think? <laughs> 
Well, I, I mean, thought you were uh, supposed to be on a health kick, and then you go and start see, serving people grilled cheese sandwiches. So what happened was after I lost the weight, you know, I reached a point where my metabolism had, you know, been a bit forgiving, mm. you know, and uh, well, I, I used to make them, but I wasn't necessarily eating lots of the, the yeah. you know, the sandwiches I would make, and uh, it was very tempting, you know. Okay. And, uh, yeah, it was just a, a very fun way to get to interact with uh, people and, you know, get to uh, hear their feedback on the food that I would make uh, as opposed to just uh, uh, me cooking for myself yeah, at home. Yeah, of course, yeah. And, um, yeah, it was just in the in that uh, um, uh, business, I was able to meet a lot of interesting people. And it was actually the gateway where I was able to connect with the Ministry of Culture, mm -hmm. who had decided to take me away with them uh, to Paris and represent the UAE on a uh, cultural uh, aspect right. where uh, food was uh, considered art. I thought uh, that why not? And uh, obviously I said yes, not knowing the level of uh, <laughs> A food that I was supposed to make. So I thought, well, this is Paris after all. So I'm not going to go there and make grilled cheese sandwiches. If I'm going to go Even there, though I think that would still be a great <laughs> idea, but continue. <laughs> but, you know, I mean, it was the caliber of uh, guests that yeah, of uh, were, uh, uh, th there was uh, present at the time. Um, so I, I was thinking if I'm going to do something in Paris, I might as well go into fine dining now. Right. And if I was going to be taken seriously, I wanted the, the food that um, uh, actually represent the UAE in a mm -hmm. more refined way, as opposed to the traditional ways gotcha. of, you know, Emirati food, right. where you would see everything on a big plate with the big head of, you know, a goat's yeah. uh, carcass, you know. In, so, in uh, France, that would be not good. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> So uh, uh, I, uh, um, I'm so grateful that uh, a French chef who is currently working in uh, a restaurant in Atlantis, yep. uh, The Palm, uh, his name is uh, Chef uh, Grégoire Berger. He's a French chef um, mm -hmm. who uh, has a Michelin uh, background. Right. He uh, um, generously opened his kitchen for me and taught me almost everything that I needed uh, to for learn. For like six months, right? Yeah. So uh, I, I really just wanted to learn how to pull this off yeah. in Paris. And um, because I did a, a, a good job there, uh, when I came back uh, from Paris, the Atlantis uh, team, uh, actually the, the HR team there, his name is uh, Ahmed. He was... Uh, very happy with the results that um, we did in uh, Paris, that he opened the rest of the outlets for okay. me in Atlantis to uh, learn more about um, uh, different uh, types of cuisines. After that, I went into Nobu, and mm -hmm. that's where I was able to learn Japanese cuisine. Okay. Uh, I went into Hakkasan, and that's where I was able to learn Chinese cuisine. Wow. Uh, went into uh, Bread Street Kitchen, and that's uh, uh, British cuisine, mm -hmm. um, uh, mostly uh, international cuisine, basically. It's the uh, famous restaurant by Gordon Ramsay. Right. And um, uh, I also worked in the Steakhouse uh, Seafire. So uh, to me, that was my uh, culinary school. Okay, um, yeah. Since I never really uh, gotten the, the, uh, had gotten the opportunity to go to a culinary school, uh, I was literally just thrown in the kitchens straight up. Without, On the job uh, training. Exactly. Yeah. And um, honestly, it was the best thing that ever happened uh, for me to teach me uh, how to uh, work with all these different cuisines mm -hmm. uh, hands-on as opposed to just uh, theoretical and, uh, you know, just watching videos on YouTube, you know, and following recipes from uh, Google. That's, 
I mean, that's amazing, but it's also a lot of work because you live in Abu Dhabi and you had to drive every single kind of every day after work, you drive to, to exactly. and, and start working in a kitchen. I mean, there's a, a, a saying, I'm pretty sure it's a bit cliche now, but uh, if you, you know, if you want it bad enough, you yeah. make it happen. So uh, for me, uh, I really wanted to learn. Uh, as much as possible, mostly from my own. Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't even think about commercial uh, opportunities, you know, or business opportunities in the industry. At the time, I was just interested to to find out more about all these different cuisines. I would literally finish my day job, right. uh, change in the car, and uh, I'd be uh, uh, in the uh, uh, kitchen. So, uh, so yeah, so I would uh, start my day off, especially uh, at the time it was... Very difficult to go to the gym uh, right. after work. So I would have to schedule it before I go to work in the right. morning. And then I would go to work after my day job would end. I would be on my way to Dubai in the parking lot of Atlantis. I would change into my chef's uh, outfit and I would wow. go into the uh, uh, kitchens. It was uh, pretty challenging because uh, you know of the, the trip. And I had an SUV back then. So you can <laughs> think about the gas. Yeah, the gas. <laughs> you know, cost of that a lot. Exactly. But alhamdulillah, it yielded uh, uh, great results for myself. And uh, this is a, an ongoing journey mm-hmm. where you, would, you can't say really any no to learning more about um, uh, how to work uh, with different ingredients, um, right. different cuisines. There are so many recipes that uh, I haven't tried yet. This process gave me the confidence to uh, approach different cuisines without having to hesitate or worry about the... The result. Here's what I find fascinating. Okay. As someone who hates cooking, I'll be very honest with you. I hate it. I don't cook. I haven't cooked in maybe three years, four years, five years. Actually, I don't know. But it's been years. <laughs> what, make, what makes you go from not cooking to trying to learn to cook for yourself because you were going through a weight loss journey to fall in love with cooking? What made you fall in love with it as like a... So uh, a thing that you it's, do? it's basically the, the, you know, being able to uh, make a dish that is made the way that it was intended to be. You know, yani, uh, if, if you're going to buy a, a piece of, ch- you know, uh, uh, chicken breast mm-hmm. and then you end up burning it, obviously mm-hmm. you'd be... Uh, for me personally, I, I'm, I'm very com- competitive. Right. Um, it can be annoying because uh, I can uh, sometimes keep working on something and it can take up most of my time even right. though I have other priorities that I need to... To go to, but yeah. because I started something and I'm very stubborn with it, I would okay. continue working on it until I get it right. That is what I started uh, with, but then, yeah, it just uh, became um, a passion. Uh, a passion, yeah. Basically, the 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 sense of accomplishment when you end up with uh, a dish that uh, tastes nice and is made the way that it was supposed to be, it's just a, a very uh, um, uh, uh, satisfying satisfying feeling yeah, yeah. exactly so you think that. that's where I went wrong I just didn't keep going until I achieved that dish that <laughs> well, actually I mean, tastes good yeah. I, I, I got to the point where it tastes another, bad another cliche <laughs> saying is you know like practice makes perfect but you know in, in this uh, uh, case it actually um, yeah, I, mean, I can't say perfect but at least you know yeah, we were uh, or, or the process made me you know close to perfecting mm-hmm. almost the ingredients or all of the ingredients that I got to work with Alhamdulillah, yani I'm very happy with the, um, the process. And so what was the hardest part of your journey, would you say, out of this whole kind of... Uh, balancing my uh, schedule, actually, because yeah. um, uh, it, 
يعني I've come uh, to a point where you know يعني it's just uh, everything gets backed up mm-hmm. I haven't really considered all the opportunities that I'd be getting so uh, just trying to balance my day job and balance uh, uh, you know a restaurant which i own right now in mm-hmm. in, in abu dhabi in partnership with uh, my partner ali al mizrouri um who's also an entrepreneur right. uh, in abu dhabi so um just being able to balance uh, my time uh, i would say that that is the main challenge i'm not going to say that it's something that uh, i've noticed to be impossible right it's just challenging but uh, we're you know uh, constantly just trying to manage that so day job then restaurant Where does like personal life and the rest of it kind of come into play? <laughs> you try as much as possible to prioritize it and yeah. you know schedule it in as much as possible. Um, but obviously, I mean, uh, certain things have uh, um, a different weight uh, in your life that mm-hmm. you tend to uh, prioritize over certain things. What was the reaction like when you showed up at the market with your stall and started making? grilled cheese sandwiches like from friends and family and stuff like that as someone um uh, well it was there was a lot of resistance um okay. you know i i graduated i ended up graduating uh, alhamdulillah from the states with mm-hmm. a double uh, a major in finance and accounting okay so it has nothing to do with <laughs> this field right and when i came back i got a very good uh, job in mm-hmm. that uh, field right And everyone uh, used to think that it was just a phase, you know, where I would just go into this uh, line of work and I would be bored of it at one point and just, you know, go back to focusing on my career. Right. To this day, I actually have people who think that it's just a phase. It was very surprising that it was um, an issue of the gender that would uh, support me. I received a lot of support from the female gender as opposed to from the male Uh, gender so it was it wasn't something that i even uh, thought that was uh, uh, notable or noteworthy until okay. actually any years passed and i've seen that most of the opportunities that i've gotten mm-hmm. were through women and not necessarily in the industry but uh, i actually saw that uh, they were more understanding Um, of the struggle, uh, resistance mm-hmm. that a male chef or an Emirati male chef might be going through, mm-hmm. as opposed to uh, guys who just thought that I was in this to get attention. You know what I mean? Interesting. So okay. it was really uh, um, different the way that it was perceived. You know what I mean? And I did get, uh, 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 I'm not going to generalize 100%, yeah. but... Some yani, were, were also supportive, like my close friends. Obviously, right. they were telling me, you know, yani, you're doing a great job. You know, keep going. You never know uh, what you might end up uh, achieving in mm-hmm. this uh, profession. So keep going. But most of the opportunities I got um, and uh, even the partnerships, yani, like you know, the restaurant I own in Abu Dhabi, my partner is uh, a woman. Uh, I was uh, given that space through a woman who worked in the Ministry of uh, Youth. The first lady who ever opened her kitchen for me to work uh, or to learn from, she was a, uh, an entrepreneur in Abu Dhabi who owned a restaurant in Abu Dhabi, and she was also a chef. Uh, and then uh, other than that, the lady that uh, gave me the opportunity to uh, work in the uh, youth hub in mm-hmm. Dubai was also a woman. And the girl that called me for the uh, first event with the uh, Singaporean ambassador was a woman. The lady that actually... <laughs> 
waived all the fees and all the charges for me to first debut <laughs> in uh, Ripe Market yeah. was also a woman. Wow. So you see, like, all these things that happen. Do you through, think it's uh, because they understand what it feels like to try to do something and get resistance because of your gender or because you're not what would normally be perceived as the type of person who would I mean, do let's that role it. or job? Uh, I mean, <laughs> look, uh, I don't know how many women, you know, would be listening to this, but uh, let's face A it. A lot. They're, they're, just, uh, they're just nicer, okay? They're so, just nicer, okay. Yeah, so... <laughs> Guys, yeah. why are you so mean? Why are you so mean to other guys trying to cook and be chefs? No, but I'm saying like, uh, I think that also, you know, yeah, I mean, uh, it's it's also a cultural thing. Yeah. Um, the guys who were heading the restaurants that I worked in uh, mm-hmm. in Atlantis were all uh, male chefs. And right. they were all super nice. You know, they, they were all expats um, right. who were in this uh, industry a long time before I tried to understand it. Right. And come into it. I Do think, you think culturally? I think that, like... Yeah, I think it was a cultural barrier at the beginning mm-hmm. where culturally people weren't really ready for something like this uh, or to accept uh, um, chefs in general. Uh, I, I don't want to say male chefs or female chefs because they're both actually lacking in this uh, industry. In the UAE, uh, there aren't many female or male chefs. Okay. And if someone would go uh, into this profession, it would be mostly to make um, traditional Imanati food. You know? Gotcha. So for someone to go in and try as much as possible to go against... Uh, um, the traditional methods and try and make more progressive uh, dishes that are Emirati inspired, Mm -hmm. it's a little different. You know what I mean? So I still get uh, um, uh, people uh, calling, requesting for, you know, traditional Emirati food. And when you tell them that, for example, a plated um, biryani dish uh, looks a specific way, they're saying, you know, things like, that's not how my grandma used to make it, you know? (laughs) And uh, when you hear things like that, that's not the intended direction that I was going for. So I ain't your grandma. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, you know. So uh, it's it's just a challenge, yeah. but it's not a, a challenge that's big enough for me to stop doing what I'm doing. So what's the end goal? What's the what's the dream? The the dream is ultimately to make awesome food uh, constantly in a sustainable way. So is it to have like your own to have your own restaurant that you're kind of working in full time is if, it... if you want to to talk about credibility it mm-hmm. would be obviously getting a michelin star oh wow so okay. yeah, I mean, getting a michelin star in this profession is the ultimate credibility that you know you can um, basically uh show to everyone mm-hmm. and um, go against um, everything that they might say or doubt in terms of what you can do gotcha that is just ultimately every chef's dream in, you know, Yanni, since I also have a career um, and a day job that I'm uh, very keen on growing as well, mm-hmm. I want to say that uh, in this profession or in this line of work as a chef, I just want to make awesome food and I want it to be consistent. Mm-hmm. I want to constantly challenge uh, myself in terms of um, new ways of approaching ingredients and uh, figuring out how to um, send this message across that you know you can make awesome food make uh, uh, at home using anything and locally sourced ingredients okay so the topic we're going to be talking about today uh on the next part of this episode is why it's so important to always keep growing as a person what makes you the right person to talk to about that 
for me, I mean, uh, you know, يعني, being a chef is a, a constant journey, especially mm-hmm. when you are working with a menu that you're constantly changing. We might be making, uh, you know, to give a simple example, I might be making a pizza mm-hmm. a specific way, but there might be a better way to make it. Right. And then once I achieve that better way, there might be an even better way to achieve that. So then you just keep on going mm-hmm. until you hit a spot where you feel like, all right, so this is the best it can be. Then you start thinking about other things. Like, for example, what are the ingredients that I'm putting on this pizza? Are they sustainable? Yes or no? Um, what kind of cheese am, uh, am I putting on this uh, uh, pizza? And you keep in the process growing. Okay. And you also, I mean, you, you came from zero cooking knowledge. To a lot of cooking knowledge, yeah, well, very, very quickly. So from, I think that's the, also another thing that we have from, to add. From the weight that I used to be, you know, at, um, I used to love food, and yeah. then now I'm making it. So yeah, and it's it's basically a transition, you know. I mean, I don't uh, um, necessarily eat as much now mm-hmm. as I used to, uh, but it's just because I'm more content now about uh, eating as much food as I used to. So okay. before. It was like this, you know, gap that I used to fill with food. Right. And now it's just, um, if it's enough to nourish my uh, body, it's enough to keep me going. I don't have to keep eating more. Makes you know? sense. So yeah. Uh, so, yeah, so it's just um, uh, what we get to work with now and how uh, we get uh, feedback from our guests. Uh, it's always interesting to hear the thoughts that they have on the ingredients that we use. That also is is uh, helping us constantly grow. Right. The feedback loop. Yeah. Super cool. All right. Well, thank you so much for joining me on today's episode. Thank Chef you Khaled. for having me. Thank um, you. Thanks to everyone for listening. You guys can find all the links to, where fi- to find out more about Chef Khaled in the episode description. You can also hear the rest of our discussion about growing as a person on Wednesday. So make sure to subscribe wherever you're listening if you're not already. So you, not, you do not miss anything. Um, as always, I love your comments and messages. So keep them coming. This is Mshayla Nazi signing out. Bye, guys.